We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think there were a lot of people during the uh, NFC title game last night that were lobbing bombs at Kyle Shanahan for the offense in the second half. Um, I think this probably just maybe should let him off the hook for that. Two, I think San Francisco immediately becomes the most interesting quarterback battle in the NFL. I still would be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo is brought back. Uh, I think I think part of the deal that saw Jimmy stay in San Fran this year was that he would be the backup to Trey Lance, get the opportunity if uh, if something happened to Trey Lance, which it did, and then he'd be free to hit the open market without fear of being franchise tag or something else like that this year. If I'm Jimmy, move on. Uh, I think Washington is, is kind of a uh, less threatened place, although I think they love Sam Howell. Uh, I think the Jets... Makes a hell of a lot of sense because you, know, you can kind of go in there and battle a Zach Wilson. It wouldn't be a battle; it'd be a one man, uh, one legged man in an ass kicking competition. That uh, the one legged man in this case would be Zach Wilson, by the way. So I think those spots. I the the Vegas thing. I just don't get it. I don't get the appeal of of McDaniel's. I don't get the uh, appeal of going and playing for a Vegas team that I think has a couple names but not enough talent to actually win. In a, and by the way, in a in a division with Mahomes and Herbert and Russell Wilson, Carolina maybe, um, Atlanta I don't know, but like if I'm Jimmy G, there's no way you should go back to San Francisco. I think if I'm San Francisco though. I think I got to understand the rumors and the whispers that happened this year. And think about it. There was a lot of criticism. And not, I'm not just talking about people on Twitter, because people on Twitter do not make up uh, the decision making, the, the money buying, whatever, whatever power there is to be had or to be swayed. Kyle Shanahan took a lot of criticism by people who do not criticize made guys from the NFL media last night during that game. And by the way, they were also off their rocker. He was without both quarterbacks. What more could he have done? If anything, Brock Purdy deserves um, a lot of credit and deserves a lot of love around the NFL for going back and, and playing with a torn UCL. Stop myself there. Finally did it. But playing with that uh, torn ligament in his elbow. 
If you liked Brock Purdy before that, we should all bow down because that's a tough man. That's a tough-ass move. But, like, I think Kyle Shanahan's smart enough to know, despite being to multiple NFC title games since he got hired, despite um, going to the Super Bowl and damn near beating Pat Mahomes, despite all of that, the only currency that buys you long-term stability in the NFL is winning the Super Bowl. And while maybe Trey Lance can be that guy in the future, Trey Lance didn't look great in the, um, in, I think it was three games, two games that he played this last year. And if your options are, we're going to go with the number three pick who hasn't worked out to this point, or the former Mr. Irrelevant coming off UCL tear and surgery. Maybe he should look behind door number three. I, If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I make the case internally to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers fits San Francisco a lot more than he does with New York. Um, I, I don't think... Listen, I... I think Aaron's going to find out if Aaron gets traded to the the Jets or Giants, he's going to find out just the way Kyrie did when Kyrie went from Cleveland to Boston and then to Brooklyn. It's really easy to say you want more of a national platform or you want more people, you know, it's really easy to say there's no difference between Boston media and Cleveland media until you act or, or in this case, New York media until you go and experience it. He has played in a Aaron Rodgers-friendly town in Green Bay. Even Milwaukee itself is not a a get-you-media-type place. Aaron Rodgers has no business going to New York. It's just like when Howdy Doody, Brett Favre, went to New York. It was a dumb idea from the start. San Francisco, I think, fits. You know, he is a West Coast guy. He went to Cal. I don't think he'd get the kind of waves that he would if he said the same things about being the Jets or Giants uh, quarterback. And more importantly, I think if you put Aaron Rodgers, uh, to me, Aaron Rodgers, I've made this comparison a few times. I thought this was what uh, Russell Wilson was going to be in um, in Denver this year, where it looked like Denver had everything they needed to win. Russ was the missing piece. And then Russ played like Dookie and the head coach blew. I so I thought I thought that was going to be Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and being the missing piece. I actually think you can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers cuz I was wrong about the Wilson thing. I think the same thing though can be said. Aaron Rodgers going to San Francisco, playing for Kyle Shanahan with Christian McCaffrey with um Debo Samuel with he, he's never played with a and a George Kittle and a Brandon Ayuk behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. And oh, by the way, that's one of the five best defenses every single year in the NFL. I I think if if Kyle Shanahan wants to buy a couple more years in San Francisco and if he wants to get the team over the hump, I don't think that team should go back to Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. I think Purdy's injury should give you the window to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Now, given that we saw this game last night 
And given that we had people on Cleveland radio and, and people in the, whether it's Cleveland media or, you know, uh, Cleveland Twitter, whatever, we had people selling why you should be jealous of, of Joe Burrow and why you should absolutely root for the Bengals in the AFC title game. I did have a question based off of last night's AFC title game, which is in Cleveland. For you as a Browns fan, which quarterback are you more likely to spend and more likely to sports hate over the next five years? Because I've already seen a lot of Pat Mahomes fatigue, which I get. It happened with Brady. Any quarterback who has been the best for any modicum of time, there ends up being sports hate. And it's not just quarterback, but uh, NBA players like LeBron, so much of the, the the loathing of LeBron is that he's just been great for 20 years and people are ready for something new. I think those people are bat bleep crazy. But like, I think that, I, I think Joe, uh, Joe Montana got a little bit of that. Like, look at the guy, D- Dan Marino being great for 16 years before retiring, I think got that. I think a lot of the reaction to Mahomes yesterday was people that are just a little bit fatigued by how great and how Thanos-like Pat Mahomes is. But in Cleveland, I think over the next five years, I think you're going to sports hate Joe Burrow more. And I don't want to stir up caller Lenny, who basically called me a hater on Friday and and said that I was being unfair to Joe Burrow and how dare I and go back to Charlotte. I don't want to stir up caller Lenny. But this is more about, one, I think you've seen, the Bengals talk a lot of smack. I don't think that's going away. Mike Hilton might go away, but he wasn't the only guy talking a lot of bleep. Even Joe Burrow has kind of a reputation of Honestly, Joe Burrow, I think, is a little bit of Baker Mayfield in terms of his personality, in terms of his cockiness, his brashness. The difference is, on the field, he can back it up. And if Baker Mayfield had played in uh, Cincinnati in 2020, we would have hated him. If Baker had played in any other AFC North market, we would have hated him. Beyond hate. But he was our quarterback, so we loved him until we didn't. So, Mahomes, like for for you to sports hate Mahomes, to me, that means you got to meet up with him in the playoffs over the next five years, and he's got to routinely beat you. That's how great, or or you, they've got to be really close games, and they got to steal one, and oh man, that damn Pat Mahomes. It's the Golden State thing I said earlier. If the Cavs and Warriors had never played in the NBA Finals and the Cavs and Warriors had traded off winning titles but never met, I wouldn't have hated Golden State. Might think uh, Draymond Green's fixation with uh, punching dude, dudes in the Nuggets was problematic, but I wouldn't have hated the I wouldn't have hated Steph Curry for that. I wouldn't have hated Clay Thompson. I don't even know I would have hated Clay uh, Kevin Durant. For, for leaving OKC for Golden State. 
but you did hate him because you saw him every single year in the NBA Finals. That's the only way I think we end up hating Mahomes more. With Burrow, you're going to see him at least twice a year. I mean, like like Cincinnati or like uh, Baltimore found out this year, they saw him the first round of the playoffs. If you think there aren't people in Cincinnati, and 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 oh by the way, I don't I've never seen anything that Joe Burrow said about Baltimore that would lead me to believe he's ever riled them up by saying something or being cocky or doing anything. But I bet you after playing him three times this year, I bet you there's sports hate in Baltimore. Specifically for the Bengals and specifically for Joe Burrow. Why? Because they won more. They beat them. I believe it was two to one this year. And because that's what you do when one of the guys is in <laughs> plays for your divisional rival. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. Which quarterback from last night? And I'm saying last night, I, I don't expect you to sports hate Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy, which would be really weird. You know, guys, I sports hate Josh Johnson. Which quarterback from the AFC title game do you think you're more likely to sports hate in five years? Pat Mah- And I'm saying as a Browns fan, Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow? If you're, a, uh, if you're an Eagles fan, it might be a different conversation here considering what the Super Bowl is going to be. And from those two elite quarterbacks to an elite successful quarterback that doesn't get his due. Actually, it's a head coach. Uh, Donovan's people on Twitter were just talking about uh, the the sports hate. And after last night's AFC title game, which quarterback are you more likely to hate, sports hate, in five years, Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow? Uh, Donovan's people saying, if you asked in 2020, I would have said Mahomes. I thought we were going to be good enough to keep meeting up with Mahomes in the playoffs. The past two seasons, the Bengals actually feel like a division rival now, praying on their downfall every time they lace it up. Actually, can I tell you, there's a few things in there. I'm really happy that Donovan's people said uh, and sent to at Nick Wilson says on Twitter, which you can follow me there, or on Instagram at Nick Wilson says. There's a hilarious dog video up now. Turns out my dog uh, runs around to a laser pointer. Yeah, like a cat. It's where they're, and I, I put it to the Benny Hill theme song. It's adorable. At Nick Wilson says. Um, the, the, the things here that I, I really stood out to me. One, I'm glad he pointed out 2020. Because that loss wasn't enough for me to be like bleep Pat Mahomes. It was for a lot of people in town. There were a lot of people that, and I think Kenny admitted to this uh, this morning on the morning show, that, oh, I thought that's who we're going to hate. We spent like an offseason talking crap about it, and then the Browns went back in the turlet, and we haven't thought about them since. And in, in fairness, like even this Burrow in Mahomes thing, it's red hot right now. Like, And I, I think now they've met up enough. Obviously, Burrow was 3-0 and in the last two years against Pat Mahomes until last night. I think it's red hot enough now. I think the, can it be uh, Brady versus Manning? I think that's a completely fair, I don't think, uh, last year it would have been hot take. To, to, to try and fo- broadcast that last year, it would have been a, a little bit of a stretch. This year, 
They've played four times in the last two years, and not just that, they've now split AFC title games. If they meet up again next year for the rubber match, I think that could be a hell of a lot of fun. But the Browns don't just have to see Mahomes once in the playoffs. And oh, by the way, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. That's kind of how the playoffs work. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. There's no tying in the playoffs is what I'm saying. I don't know if you know that. I'm very sports uh, savvy over here. But you got to meet up multiple times. Like, you know, you think about all, like, and I'll, I, I think the greatest case for dodged bullets in great rivalries is the NFC. Like, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers could have been an all-time great rivalry. I don't know they ever played in the playoffs. And I think they played only a few times in the regular season. Actually, that'd be something I would like to see the NFL do more. And I know they've got a scheduling model and it's a perfect thing and blah, 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 blah. There is a part of me that would love to see the NFL start to purposefully schedule regular season quarterback elite showdowns in interconference, or sorry, in the same conference, right? Like if they don't have Mahomes versus Burrow in the regular season next year, it'd be one of the dumbest things you could ever do. I have not looked at either the Chiefs or Bengals thing here because I'm kind of riffing on this on the fly. But, I mean, even furthermore, give me, and they're not going to do this because they're going to deprioritize and de-emphasize all the Deshaun Watson games until uh, there's a financial incentive to do so. And here's the funny thing, because people are like, yeah, I felt the right thing. They made sure Deshaun wasn't on primetime games. They're going to do the right thing again next year. They're probably not going to put Deshaun on too many primetime games because he was butt this year. If Deshaun Watson had come out and gone 6-0 and and he would have been in the playoffs this year, and let's say he got them to the second round of the playoffs, and it was a, a back-and-forth battle, and somehow Joe Burrow and company snuck past him to get to the AFC title game, I guarantee you Deshaun Watson would be on national television multiple times next year. So it's not in the goodness of their own hearts. They wanted to bury the story until football gave them a reason to not bury the story. That'll be the case with Deshaun as long as he's here. But specific to what I just said, I think the NFL could actually do a better job of fostering the great quarterback battles. This isn't 1985 where Jim Kelly and Bernie Kosar and John Elway and throw in all the other great uh, AFC quarterbacks. It's when you have 32 teams versus, I believe at the time, see, was that 28? Might even be less, maybe 26. I think it was 28. When you have 28 teams, you might think, ah, well, four teams. Ah, that's not that much. No, no, no. <laughs> four teams out of 32. That's plenty of teams added to. There's so many teams in the NFL now. I think the NFL does a great job. I, me and Keith have had it out a hundred times about the NFL scheduling two division games per divisional opponent per year. I love it. I think I think that's the kind of I think the two things that really breed divisional rivalries are or, or regional rivalries are um, how often you play and whether you're both good. Like, I can't remember. I think it was Donovan, uh, Donovan's people saying, well, the past two years, the Bengals actually feel like a divisional rival because the Browns have had actual hopes, like legitimate, t- 
tangible playoff hopes, and as have the Bengals. I mean, that second time you play where the Bengals just walloped you, and they did it at home on the road, which helped. God, can you imagine if that second Bengals game would have been the home game? Good God. But if you had beaten the Bengals on the road, which at that point would have taken you to what? 7-0, 8-0 against uh, the Bengals under Kevin Stefanski? Math is hard for me. Carried the two. 6-0, whatever it would have been. We'd be talking about a, a, all the people who this week were like, ah, I rooted. I rooted for the Bengals because I'm so jealous of the Bengals. I'm saying half that crap. Uh, Craig on Twitter saying, Bengals Chiefs is guaranteed next year as they both finished first in the division. Yes. The greater point is whether it is, instead of leaving that up to where did you finish in the division, like, listen, let's be honest. The NFC doesn't have a lot of great quarterbacks. Find a way to get Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Find a way to get that on the books. Whether they finished the same place or not. Whether they were supposed to play or not. If Aaron Rodgers stays in the NFC, find a way to get him versus Dak. Any of these, they the NFL just needs to manifest quarterback rivalries better because I also agree with this idea. We we could see as red hot as Mahomes versus uh, Mahomes versus Burrow is right now. If they don't meet up in the playoffs next year, it's gonna it's gonna be dormant. That's why when like Brady and Manning played together or played against each other in like uh, three or four straight playoffs, it was red hot. And then they wouldn't play each other for a, for a year or two, and then it would kind of fall by the wayside. 216-578-0092. Which quarterback are you more likely to sports hate in five years? Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow? I think most people... I said on Friday I think it's going to be Joe Burrow because I think Joe is comfortable being a villain and Joe can be a little bit uh, cocky. And I think those things, when you see those over time on TV, especially if he wins, it's going to be really easy to sports hate him. Mahomes, he's just, he's just a good dude. He's a good dude, good dad, really humble guy, played through the busted ankle yesterday. I think people are mo- more closely outside of Cleveland, though, to hating sports hating Mahomes. I think I for all the people who said, remember when Mahomes first won the, the Super Bowl? What was it, year two as a starter? Wow, we'll talk about him as one of the greats when he's done it for longer. Is it time yet? Five years in as a starter. Three Super Bowl trips, two additional trips to the AFC title game. He's never missed the playoffs. I think he's 64 and 64 and 16. Now 64 and 18 in regular season, 10 and 3 in the playoffs. And his average passes, oh, sorry, his passing averages are almost 5,000 yards a year, 38 touchdowns a year, and 66% completion percentage. That's asinine. So most people, I do think it's going to be uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, Daryl Ryder going to be joining us coming up in just about uh, 10 minutes here on the show. <laughs> uh, Jack CLE 512 saying, 
we need Vince Russo to take charge of scheduling and rivalries of the NFL. I'd actually like somebody who is a uh, a good wrestling booker. Like Vince McMahon, when he sells WWE, I don't know what he's going to do with the rest of his life. Get that guy to create rivalries in the NFL. Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. I, I, how you doing? I usually agree with that. a lot of the things you say, but this is a lot of front-running mm. stuff you're talking about here. Well, I'm not known for schedule. my running, Frank. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like... Like what specifically, let, let bud? Them play. Well, you're saying that the league's got to make sure that these two play each other. Well, you know what? They'll play each other if they keep winning. That's all there is to it. I don't like this stuff. This is not the WWE. This is the NFL. Well, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, how does that make me a front runner, though? Because you're looking for, you know, you're you're rooting for the the teams that have the the, the favorite players, like the I, you know, the. Well, the no. Like- so it's it's more it's less about favorite players, and it's more about can you do something. Like, I think the NFL is so great at just naturally having rivalries for the way their scheduling sets up. And then you get these kind of playoff rivalries. And, you know, like the idea that two years from now, Mahomes and Burrow never meet up again in the playoffs over the next two or three years, the rivalry, which has a lot of promise, it, whether it's playoffs or otherwise, it just it's going to lose some of its luster. I, I want more of the fun thing I've experienced. Isn't that, isn't that American? Uh, no, it sounds like you're trying to write your own book about the NFL. Let it happen. I you know, might, would write a book. There might be other rivalries that come up that you didn't expect. Do you know any good publishers? <laughs> no. I have yeah, memoirs. Dunder Mifflin. Is it Dunder? No, it's... Uh, no, Dunder Mifflin. Dunder- you got it right there. Little office love. No, not Dunder Mifflin. Pendant Publishing, who Elaine worked for. Oh, you had me more with the office thing. Frank, good stuff, buddy. I know. Take care. Frank there. Uh, the greatest very humble on Twitter saying Mahomes is the Steph Curry of the NFL. I hate him more than life itself. Is that a saying? I hate him more than life itself. I thought it was like, I hate it more than something else itself. Okay. Um, and they said, I hate burrow too. It seems like uh, the greatest who's very humble might be like me. I have had moments where I am just a hater. It's okay. The greatest. And by the way, life's really great. I mean, maybe I'm projecting, but life's really great. You should hate life less. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.